How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to the Pixie Dust Podcast. Annie Fry here. Happy to welcome you back. And I'm excited about today's episode with my co-host, Erica Murphy, because we're going to talk about something that's fun. And uh, I would say a little forward thinking as opposed to what a lot of the conversation surrounding Walt Disney World has been, you know, lots of questions, lots of concerns, but we're just going to live in the land of fantasy right now and talk about that next trip to Disney World. And when I say the next trip to Disney World, I'm talking about when your friends say, uh, or maybe you've thought, you know, I want to go to Disney World, but what do I do? So we're going to discuss our recommendations for the things you must do on your first trip to Walt Disney World. And I will also add, too, that if you were like me, I went in 1990, I think it was, when I was a little girl, and then I went back with my family. I have three children myself for the first time in the summer of 2018. Totally different experience. So let's just say if you haven't been in the last 15 years, then you count as this is you know something we would recommend in your first trip to Walt Disney World. And it's possible that some of the things we suggest might have been there when you were uh, originally in Disney World decades ago. So Erica, thank you. How are you doing? Are you healthy? Are you well? Oh, yeah. Doing great. This is, uh, you know, I love doing this podcast, so I've yeah. been looking forward to it all week. <laughs> it's a, it's, it is a nice piece of reprieve, I think, for, for us and hopefully for you as a listener to be able to put your feet up and talk about something that's not like the most important thing in the world, but it is important to you. It's important to me. And uh, it's probably close to your heart as well. And if you've been planning a Walt Disney World vacation, you've come to the right place because Erica is a an agent with Magic Expeditions. You can go to Erica Murphy Magic Expeditions on Facebook. Erica is E-R-I-K-A and connect with her there and she can help answer all sorts of questions. You don't even have to be a customer of her. She can just help set you up and she really, really loves to do it. So, and we just love to, we just love to talk about this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, talking to another adult these days is <laughs> always great. <laughs> yeah, my three kiddos at home. I do a radio show for a living, and we talk news and politics. And so, it's a pleasure to be here. I said this is for me to sit down and talk for thirty minutes, sixty minutes about Disney is way cheaper than therapy. And I think we're all better <laughs> better off for having been able to do that. So, Erica, yeah. you've been going to Disney World for over thirty years, correct? Yeah. Well, right? I mean, I'm only 29, so. <laughs> so you've been going to Disney World for about mm, 29 years. Okay. Um, that's false. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, and that's what I think is going to be interesting that, you know, some of my must-dos as a first-timer, I don't, I mean, I remember when I went for the first time, like I remember seeing the castle for the first time, but we would go and it just kind of was second nature for us. So it wasn't like, 
I I have so many pictures in front of the castle, which I'm very grateful uh-huh. for. But like that's my number one must do. But I I never want to say that I take it for granted. But I think sometimes I have to stop and think like, okay, this is maybe not necessarily my first time, but you know, these are all classic must do Disney. Like I could ride Peter Pan's flight a million times and never get sick of it. So, um, so it's, it's fun coming from me, you know, doing must things when I was a kid and then doing must things when I was adult. And now this is going to be my first time going as a parent. So kind of seeing the evolution of that is, yeah, I'm excited. And so I would say, I would highlight here while you're listening to our recommendations, Erica is a Disney lifer. She has mm-hmm. been this is this is traditional for you. There's a heritage towards this. I went when I was little, but I don't really remember much of any of it. Um, I remember being like floored that we got to go to Disney World. I remember Typhoon Lagoon because I remember the ship mm-hmm. up on the mountain or something. Yeah. And I remember like 10, 15 years later seeing a picture. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I thought that that was just in my head. But that's a real thing. So I have those kinds yeah. of memories you know, before your parents could take a picture of every 30 seconds of your, you know, every of your vacation and a video. And here's her walking into Epcot and here's her turning the corner right past Epcot into the Kodak Center, you know, like over yeah. and over and over again, the way we document things now, I think is actually going to invest in some longevity and some of the memories that we didn't have when we were kids because we grew up in the 80s and the 90s. So when you know, it's I'm- funny that you mentioned that, though, because my aunt that would go with us, she we have so many videos of us in Disney world and she would walk around with that 20 pound, yeah. whatever that old school that you put, you know, you like hawked on held, your shoulder. Held, holds a VHS tape in it and everything. Yes. She yeah. like, we would joke with her, but we literally have footage of our entire That's vacation. Rare. <laughs> like from like sundown to sun up, like she recorded everything. Yeah. So that probably uh, did it, help funny. preserve some of those memories for you guys as well. Oh, it does. and I love going through it, but it's just, it's so funny mm-hmm. to think now, you know, you just pull out a little, you know, four inch phone and that is now your camera that you can document everything. And she had, and you're shooting I mean, it in 4k. Um, yeah. And she, <laughs> she's shooting in 40 pounds on the yeah, shoulder. Exactly. On her shoulder. It did not yeah. go to Disney world with us though. That was a bridge too far. <laughs> Um, so when you're listening to our recommendations, I would just take into account that uh, Erica is coming at this from a a mm-hmm. long term commitment. And I just I am the person who was like, what do you do on your first trip to Disney World two years ago? Mm-hmm. And so I went in the summer of 2018. Since then, we have returned in the summer of 19 with my kids. We have gone with my in-laws. My uh, ma- mother and father-in-law came with us. We've met my uh, brother and sister-in-law and their two kids who now live in Jacksonville, Florida. So they come down and, and visit with us when we've gone down there. And my husband and I have returned for just an us trip because we have looked in the DVC, which we have since purchased. So I have uh, not drunk the Kool-Aid. I have I, I dived into the punch bowl and I swam around and I came out with it. not a not a Kool Aid mustache. I'm just dripping in love for Disney World. So you I have the man that burst through the wall. <laughs> I'm the Kool Aid man of Disney World. Um, that's exactly right. So so yeah. like I, I <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah like like I'm like the 21 year old who's having her first beer and yeah. Erica is sipping fine wine. So just understand that when you take into account our considerations. And I also, in my family, 
because uh, we all we're all we're all the Kool Aid Man here, just in different shapes and sizes. Uh, I asked my husband, so I asked the dad of the family, and my ten year old son, my seven year old daughter, and my three year old daughter. Like, what are your recommendations? So I will give those at the end. Oh, and, I cannot wait. Yeah, it's, I cannot wait for this. It's definitely. It's definitely funny to hear what they all said, and then at the end of my husband husband's list, I said, "I can't, I can't believe you picked those." And then I suggest he goes, "Why? What would you have picked?" And I said, "Well, I would have suggested this." And he goes, "Well, I want to revise my answers." I'm like, "Well, that's not how it works. <laughs> you don't. No. You have to listen to the podcast, and then you can yeah. submit to us uh, your five things that you would recommend on a first time <laughs> trip." And that includes my husband. So <laughs> we laying in bed tonight going, well, I should have picked this and I should have picked that. So but I think that's the great thing about Disney, though, is that because it is evolving that you yeah. can change. And I mean, even now, you know, shoot, we talk about if you haven't been in the last 15 years, I haven't been in the last year and a half because I had a baby and there's a whole new park. Yeah, there are a lot of things like, that I've done at Disney World that you haven't just because yeah. I've gone in the time that you were on the beach, so to speak, because you yeah. were taking care of having babies. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's do you want to go first? Constantly evolving. Do you want to no, go first go with first. your list? You want me to go first? No. Yeah, you go first. All right. My, my juvenile list. <laughs> um, no, I'm very happy with it. And these might yeah. be the top five things that I do when I go back still. So, um, but having gone the first time and when I went the first time, I didn't use a, a vacation planner. I talked yeah. with Erica at work. We were coworkers at the time. Um, but I planned it on my own and I just, I just immersed myself in YouTube videos and articles and research because I'd like to do that. I'm just a big old nerd that way. Um, and I'm sure if you're listening to a Disney world podcast that you've got a little bit of that in you. So it's probably uh, just, you know, a small part of you finds that incredibly relatable. Uh, but I still, the second time I went, I did use Erica and it was so amazing. You saved me, I think over $1,200 because mm-hmm. you caught a promo before it was run out and you applied it because you knew what we needed. So I highly, highly, highly recommend, even being the nerd that I am right now, using a travel agent. If you have one in your life, use them. If you don't, Erica mm-hmm. is available. She can help you plan. I mean, this is this is the time to learn about virtual planning and virtual meetings yeah. and Facebook Messenger. Connect with her, Erica Murphy, Magic Expeditions on Facebook, or you can email her, E-R-I-K-A, Erica, at MagicExpeditions.com. All right, here Mm -hmm. is my list. The first one I wrote down, and I'm kind of surprised that this is the first one I wrote down, but I would not take a Disney World trip without this, is going to see the Festival of the Lion King with my kids. So the Festival of the Lion King is a Broadway-level show at Animal Kingdom, and the reason why... And I would also I would also reiterate that I'm talking about this more from a going with the family or even generations of family. So mm-hmm. I, when I'm talking about this, I've got kids with me. If we were going to do this conversation, adults only, like my husband and I went, I would say I would have different answers. But considering the fact that many people who are listening to this are going to mm-hmm. be taking kids in tow, this is more family oriented. But the festival- know, though, I'd still go even when before yeah. we had. It, because it has that, it's kind of got that like Cirque du Soleil feel to it where there's the acrobats. It's magnificent. And the, it's unbelievable. So I, I personally appreciate it from, and I'm a Broadway person too. So I think that that also, you know, has something to do with it. But I'm not, not a Broadway say, person, but not like you at all. I like, wouldn't necessarily say that it's just for families though. I yeah. would, I think I would disagree with that just because I think you appreciate things a little bit differently. Like I'm not obviously going to be out there with a the tambourine, like, you know, you team Simba. 
I mean, I would. But, uh, <laughs> Don't lie. Don't lie at all. No, I, no, it's fine. I, what I was uh, going to say about it, though, is I think that it is it is something that is guaranteed to make every age who goes yeah. there. I love completely it. agree. So if yeah, you've got if you've agree. got your if you're the middle generation like I am, where you've got littles and you've got parents who want to go with you, everybody is going to walk out of that going, "Holy cow, that was awesome." So if yeah, you did if you did go, you know, might be even cooler with a couple of drinks in your system. I don't know uh, if you were there going Maybe by yourself. <laughs> but uh, the the Festival of the Lion King is a show. I think it's like a 25 minute show. I don't have the exact time on it, but it's it's in uh, Animal Kingdom and it's very close to the safari and in between the safari and Pandora where you can go to Avatar and, and do those things. But I just think it's an absolutely amazing experience that's not a ride. Not everybody's a ride person. Anybody can go to the Festival of the Lion King, and everybody will love the Festival of the Lion King. I mean, I remember my kids got pulled into, and their little cousins, my niece and my nephew, got pulled in at the end to be a part of the show. And, like, all yeah. of us adults were just like, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing ever. And, and it's like you're sitting here like, this isn't rational. There's nothing rational about this. But you're just you're just a happy mess yeah. <laughs> and you're like that's why that's why i'm here just to, yeah. to, to have so much happiness in your heart at that moment that uh it's just it overflows so that's the first one the second one i don't want this to be a cop-out because it sounds like it's more than uh one thing i'm picking but uh i have eat italian in italy or mexican in mexico those are the two that I have to go to, but mm -hmm. I am not an adventurous eater. So I think Italian and Mexican is probably pretty close to my, my normal uh, mm -hmm. eating habits. It's just like the very refined version of it. So it's not, I wouldn't call it as experimental as just a great opportunity to appreciate some really good food that I like already. But what mm -hmm. I would say is in Epcot, when you're in the World Pavilion, whatever food it is that you love... If it's German beer, if it's, mm -hmm. you know, French pastries or French ice cream or Canadian poutine, whatever it is, go there and eat the food from them and mm -hmm. just enjoy it. Like a Mexican margarita, the margaritas that you can get in the Mexico pavilion. Goodbye. I'm going right now. The yeah. uh, I've, I've eaten in, was it Tuto Italia is mm -hmm. the where I went last time. And then mm -hmm. Via Napoli is a brick oven pizza place that has all the other Italian food. I prefer, I think at the, after having gone to both, I would, our next Italian reservation would be Napoli because mm -hmm. I like the pizza and it wasn't as, the pizza wasn't as heavy because we always go with the Mm -hmm. july and august so it's like i don't really need yeah. a whole big plate of pasta and stuff but my second thing would be experience the the food that comes from the people whose food it is it's their yeah. food and you have the the honor and the pleasure of being able to sample it and for me it's yeah. italian and mexican um you're you're italian yourself so you, you're partial yeah. To that. Well, and it's funny, I was actually just having this conversation today with um, a client and she was talking about, you know, have you ever been to Villa, uh, you know, the, uh, Napoli, Napoli in Italy? And I was like, you know, it's funny because we always go there at least once, sometimes twice whenever we're there. And it's because the sauce there is the closest to my grandmother's that I've ever tried anywhere. And yeah. so just going for that. And I mean, my grandma was... I mean, she was stereotypical Italian as it gets. Mm -hmm. And so just to taste her sauce again, like that for me is like worth the entire trip. Yeah. So 
And that uh, might be, yeah. you know, that might be somebody's experience when you go to Morocco or if you are mm-hmm. going into the United Kingdom and you're getting fish and chips. And yeah. I'm not a fish eater myself, but if you're somebody who wants like the best fish and chips, you got to try them when you're in the United Kingdom. So those yeah. are it. Or, you know, the China Pavilion. We, My husband mm-hmm. and I managed to walk through that whole thing and just the culture that is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we walked through Japan and just saw all of the different things. I saw the the shoes that I showed you that have yeah. the individual toes in them that Your you love toes. so much. <laughs> it bothers like, me yeah, so it, much. You know, <laughs> it doesn't bother everybody. <laughs> it really uh, bothers me. But just to, just to experience specifically the food in one of those pavilions. That's my second thing. So that's mm-hmm. there's an Animal Kingdom and an Epcot. The third one I have here is Happily Ever After, which is the fireworks show at Magic Kingdom. And I said to Erica before we got started, I said, I hope that these things that I'm recommending are still going to be accessible when they reopen things. I don't know if, I mean, having been crowded into the hub in Magic Kingdom in front of the castle during Happily Ever After, I'm always looking around going, wow, this is just a lot of people, like lots of people in a very personal way. But it is... That is, to me, that's the cherry on top of the Disney uh, mm-hmm. trip to be able to experience that. That like that's what you're. That's what the the inner child in you wants to see. It's bigger than life. Uh, the fireworks boom and they're loud and the music is beautiful and the projections on the castle. If you're like me, you're like, how are they doing this? Like yeah. you're seeing things right in front of your face at a scale that you can't even process. And it's just so overwhelming. And everybody is standing there. And every night, everybody packs in. Everybody leaves. And it's fine. So I'm, yeah. I'm praying. I have, a, I have a strong theory that Disney is going to get to the place where they are going to have taken into, every, into consideration every precaution. They will not open a second earlier than they need to or than they yeah. should. But they will open the second that it is safe. And yeah. if you think about going to Disney World and you're like, wonder what precautions they're taking. They will take every precaution that is possible. They will be ahead of the game for other places mm-hmm. that would be implement. You know, if you're going to sporting events or whatever, I think Disney will be at the forefront. Bob Iger is involved in, and I think both California and Florida's uh, conversations about how to get back to business. But at the same time, I also think that it was there is a risk involved in going into Disney World last April or May. There's yeah. always a risk. You're around a bunch of people. So mm-hmm. there's going to have to be a point in time. We're not there yet, but I think we will be there hopefully sooner than uh, worst case scenarios where Disney is doing everything in its power to make the experience available to you and you will choose to go when it's right for you. And if, yeah. you know, for, for, for me and for my family, we're all healthy. We don't have any of the comorbidities that would cause us to be a risk, you know, like an asthma or uh, my coworker has cystic fibrosis. That's a lung issue. Stay inside, stay home. Maybe don't go yeah. uh, when it is a higher risk. We will be able to make those decisions for ourselves, but Disney needs to open up and people need to be able to go back and they need to do that when it's safe. And just mm-hmm. understand that when that time comes, there's going it's they can't risk proof this experience. It never was risk proof. I mean, there have been was it two Christmases ago that there was an unfortunate measles situation or something at yeah. Disneyland. I mean, that happened before and it could happen yeah. again. So y- anytime you choose to participate in something like mm-hmm. that. You you are putting yourself at risk. I, th- I completely and fully trust Disney, and I'm watching Disney, even in my uh, 
alternative life of whatever else I do on the radio, <laughs> I will use Disney as a barometer for where we are because I believe they will take into consideration every necessary aspect of this. They will not act too soon, but they will act exactly when the time is right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And uh, again, I was just having this conversation earlier today about that same thing that we have we have a trip booked for June and everybody's like, are you going to go? Are you still going to go? And um, if Disney is open, in my opinion, I don't feel safer anywhere else but yeah. Disney just because. Go to your mean, local supermarket. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the you're going to have the same. If anything, like you said, Disney goes above and beyond. And uh, actually, right. I don't even know if you remember this. When I first started at Intercom, um, I had to start a week and a half late because I had just gotten back from Disney mm. and I caught I got the flu oh. when I was at Disney. And I remember being on the plane being like, Erica, don't look sick. Don't look sick. Because I'm like, they're not going to let me fly home mm-hmm. because I had the flu. And, you know, and I had the mask and the whole thing. Um, and I got swallowed as soon as I got home and I, I had the flu but it's I mean that's I could do that going to the grocery store like you said I mean people cough and sneeze and touch the fruit and then I touch the fruit and it's like yeah you know, I've never looked least... at produce this I'll never look at it the same again how many people no. have touched the apple that you decided to put in your bag before you've eaten you know like that's just the way it is and 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 yeah. when you're adjusting how you're going to live your life and I'm adjusting because there's common sense Common sense is kind of at a premium in some cases. And if there are people who are not going to employ this, there's no risk-free, there's no risk-free or risk-proof way to go about life. So we're going to have to make those decisions. And again, you know, in June, who, whoever is going with you in June or whoever is going with me in July, my my parents are supposed to go with us in July and I will make sure that my parents feel safe. And I hope that they are excited. I'm so excited to go with them. Uh, But it's just, all of the hemming and hawing that I read online, like all the Disney groups I'm in, what time, when do you guys think? I mean, it's every 45 minutes. Someone's like, "What? T- when yeah. do you think Disney's going to open? We don't know. And they're not, yeah. you're, you're not going to like hear it on the street and then <laughs> report it in a Facebook group. There's going to be an announcement. It's going to be a man and a poncho on <laughs> yeah. the corner. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm looking right now. I have the list in front of me. Coronavirus in the United States, deaths by state. Florida is number 10, California is number 8, and New York has over 18. This is as of April 20th, so depending on when you hear this, these numbers will absolutely change. New York is sitting at over 18,000 deaths. Florida has 774. So the measures you're going to want to put into place in New York are going to want are going to be different than the measures that you are putting into place in Florida, and you want to make sure you don't turn Florida into a New York, but sure. you also don't have 7 million people living in Manhattan in Florida. You know, so so there's a difference. So there will be a risk. I am somebody who would be willing to take it upon myself and uh, my family, assuming everybody was healthy, to risk Disney World if Disney World believed that it was safe for us to come. And if that's if that's not your family, then I 100 percent support your right to know what's best for your family. And I wouldn't Mm -hmm. want anybody else coming in and, and telling somebody else otherwise. So happily ever after being my third one, the reason why I said it's I, I, I hope that they don't push that off. I hope they don't not do it, but I don't know. I don't know what they're I don't know what they're going to do or not do. And it, at some point, I feel like you, you can't open some rides and have people shoved in queues or even if you're in a fast pass line, if they go to all like digital, what do they call them? Boarding passes. 
you're still going to be in close proximity with people. You're still going to be getting onto a ride that people are just getting off. And, and if people, if they're wiping everything down every time, I mean, maybe it's on you to wipe off after you get off or before you get on. Like maybe there will be some personal responsibility. I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Disney allows guests to choose to come and to choose to take those own measures and, and that they do everything that they can to mm-hmm. make it safe. And then they realize that they've done everything they can and that, that at some point there is just it's on us to make a decision, grown up decision. Mm-hmm. My fourth one is Fantasmic, which is uh, kind of the same circumstances happily ever after. Fantasmic, I feel like, is not as shoved together as uh, happily ever after all the time and would be easier to spread out since you are sitting on benches. So maybe they could do like an every other bench or something like that. But I mean, if we're talking like six feet of distance now. You're, it, you're on your way into Fantasmic. You're going to be closer than say on your way out. You're definitely going to be closer than six feet. So mm-hmm. I I want to be able to see that show. I think it it actually is tied almost with me with Happily Ever After. Fantasmic. Like I want Fantasmic to be my favorite show, but I feel like that would be sacrilege to say that <laughs> against Happily Ever After. So I don't want to say that too loud and have the WDW gods come after me. Um, yeah. I'm a Christian, just so everybody else. Fantasmic, <laughs> Fantasmic is um, it's a really good story. Yeah, the music is great, and you get to sit down. You get to yeah. sit down, and I'm a big fan of. We will do a the latest breakfast you can at Hollywood and Vine, which is a character meal. I've still got little ones, so they have Disney Junior characters that you get to meet, which aren't as easy to meet other places. And you get the VIP passes, and you get to sit center stage, and uh, I think it's a great experience. And you, like mm-hmm. I said, you get to sit down, you can have a drink, you can have a snack, and you can put your feet up after a long day, and I think that's great. And then the last one that I have is my only ride recommendation on here. And I, I kind of have, a, again, I don't know if this is cheating, but I have Flight of Passage slash Rise of the Resistance. And the reason why... I have the slash there is because if you were only going to be able to choose one, if you were, because sometimes it's hard to get the fast passes uh, mm-hmm. for a flight of passage. And then, of course, you've got to get the Rise of the Resistance boarding pass. Um, flight of passage to me was almost a spiritual like experience. Like, you, again, I got off and I just was, I said out loud to myself because we had to do a rider swap. So I had to write it by myself. I was like, what just happened? Like, <laughs> how did that happen? Did I just fly on a banshee? Yeah. <laughs> what just happened? And I mean, it, it. And then my, I walk out because I went first, and my husband saw me. He's like, "So what?" Because you know, everybody's like, "Flight of Passage is the coolest thing yeah. ever, man." You got blah blah blah, and and you get to the point where you get up to there and you're getting in. You're like, "God, I hope this is good." <laughs> yeah. Like you've been told so much how great it is, and then you get you get up there and you're like, "I hope this isn't a waste of my time," or I hope I didn't get so hyped up about this. And my husband's like, "So how was it?" I'm like, "Ah, I I can't even explain it." I don't even yeah. know what happened. And so, you know, my husband went on it and he's like, holy cow. It's kind of stinks to not be able to experience that together. But when you got littles, it's worth making it happen for the people who will write it. Get on it and do it. I've also written Rise of the Resistance when we went in the beginning of February of this year. And that, too, was bonkers. It's mm-hmm. a Star Wars thing. So the only reason why I would give Flight of Passage the edge for anybody is if you are, like, not into Star Wars at all and you had to pick between one of them, I would pick Flight of Passage, but you do not have to, like, 
you don't have to be a Star Wars fan at all to appreciate and love the experience of being on Rise of the Resistance. Oh, yeah. Because that, too, is like, what just happened? Like, how? <laughs> what? Where? But, oh, <laughs> you know, you just, yeah. you're blown away. You, you, you get off and you're speechless. And then you're like, God, I want to do it again. And it's such a popular ride that you can't. So if yeah. you if you have the opportunity to to make Rise of the Resistance happen, then absolutely do it. So those are the two rides that I said. I'm kind of mushing them together because um, sometimes if you can't do one, make sure you can do the other. So those are my five. Yeah. So just to go over them real quick. Festival of the Lion King is a show in Animal Kingdom. Go eat. Secondly, eat in a pavilion with the legit food you're getting from that place that you love. Whatever food that you're partial to, go get that legitimate food from that pavilion in the World Showcase. Go see Happily Ever After. And and it's worth it, in my opinion, to work yourself into the center of the hub, even though it seems crowded and crazy. Get yourself a very good position to see both the projections and the fireworks. And I did a dessert party at the Tomorrowland Terrace. We were kind of off to the side. You couldn't really see all the projections. The dessert party was... The food was delicious. The it was all you could drink, so that was great too. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't the best viewing experience, so we made sure we came back and saw it from from straight on uh, later on. So happily ever after at Magic Kingdom, Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios, and then find yourself a ride on Flight of Passage or Rides of Resistance. So those are my five. Those are my five must do blow your mind Walt Disney World experiences. They're great, and they were very similar to mine. So I'm, I'm revising a few of mine because. Okay, well, which uh, ones did you have also? Yeah. Well, the the fireworks obviously okay. is mm-hmm. that's that's my number one, and then the Epcot one, which I'll actually go ahead and just start with. Um, so with Epcot, I think that it's really important to note too that not just the food there, but the uh, like culture. the attraction. Not I don't want to say culture because yeah. everybody that's in those pavilions are from those prospective countries, so they have different um, like the mimes in France or they'll have the tumblers in China. And so they'll have the entertainment that is from those different places and they aren't always, you know, well, it's not as well known, I think is going to Soren or spaceship earth. So making sure to stop and check out at least one or two of the different cultural experiences, whether it's the, you know, Chinese acrobats or, you know, the Parisian mimes. It's just, you know, it just takes a few minutes and they're like street performers. So mm-hmm. they're in, you know, you'll you may yourself, just catch them just walking by. Yeah, you'll find yourself strolling. It's a great stroll and mm-hmm. snacking and drinking. Uh, but, you mm-hmm. know, I, I remember we got sucked into the drummers in Japan, which from what I understand yeah. are no longer going to be there anymore. Um, maybe that might change, but I think that was the last I had heard is that that was a part of the entertainment that had been cut. But if you go in there, like all of a sudden you're consuming this culture that you never would be exposed to. And these are people from, it's, it's a, it's a, a culturally educational experience and you don't, you don't feel like you're being educated. You're just taking it in and absorbing it, which is in my opinion, the best way to, to experience other cultures. So I I would definitely say there's more to the food, but I want to focus Mm -hmm. on the food in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we always do, you know, they have the um, the autograph books that you can get for all the, the care. And there's also for Epcot, for the kiddos, there's a passport that you can go by and get stamped at every single passports. Um, we never had kids before, obviously. Uh, so we would do a drink around the world. And we had a passport to where we would do a drink in every single country, whether it was, you know, a German beer or a margarita in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we have a little, you know, little pass that we stamp. And then that was our souvenir. Mm-hmm. 
the photos because yeah. <laughs> by the time you get the to later that, ones you know. are better than the beginning ones. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I remember we went and I think for whatever reason, I think we, we ended somewhere near Germany because we were going to watch the fireworks. And my husband was like, I, I don't think I could drink this beer. And I was like, well, don't. It was like a like a dark German beer was like the last <laughs> drink on his list. And I'm like, you don't have to finish it. And he's like, yes, I do. It <laughs> sounds terrible. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> yeah, I no, didn't Murphy. come all the way to Germany you to quit my this Irish beer. Yeah. <laughs> is going to leave any beer behind. So I'd say maybe ones and kind of taper off. Uh, but yeah, so that's do you that's okay? So this is a divider of people, I think. Do you when you're walking around the world showcase? Do you go to Mexico or Canada first? We go to Canada. Well, and I say okay. So I say this in our I guess home. We typically stay at a boardwalk resort. So we'll our boardwalk or uh, so beach club is in. where we like to go. So that's where we come in. Is over on the. I'm a the Mexico side, girl. So. That's where the margaritas yeah. are, and we are big on eating at San Angel Inn, which is kind of yeah. a. It, it seems as though the reviews on San and Hell are mixed and mm-hmm. we've gone twice and it is an amazing experience. The food is, we had such a great experience with the food and with the drinks and especially with our waiter, which just goes to show you how much that makes a difference in a, in a positive experience. But, yeah. you know, we sat down, we had the dining plan and I was, I had mapped out cause I'm a nerd on a spreadsheet, what we probably would eat just so that I could make sure I, I advocated for our counted for all of the dining credits that we were going to use. And he's like, here's what you should do. Do you want me to tell you what I think you should do? And I was like, yeah, tell me. And then he told us, and we're like, okay, we'll do that. And it was the perfect yeah. amount of well, – it was more food than we needed. But I think we only ended up using three credits instead of five, and he recommended two different margaritas. And so my husband got one, and I got one, and the food was just top-notch. And being in the pavilion in Mexico is also – I think it's a really neat environment yeah. as well. So we always go Mexico yeah. first. Yeah. What do you get in Canada? What do we get? Do you stop in Canada? Like, yeah. You what get you well poutine, obviously. Yeah, and uh, then you—that's where you get your first beer. <laughs> <laughs> a drink. You get a drink because you're drinking around the world. All yeah, exactly. I haven't and, had the you know, I haven't had the pleasure of being able to do the drink around the world yet because I've always had little kids in tow. So yeah, well, we'll have to go for a girls' trip because I think right. that uh, Done. that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> I know a planner that could do that. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> All right, so checking uh, out the culture in the World Showcase. Country to country. So um, my other one, as this kind of goes along, I think the photo pass is the best money that anybody can spend personally. So it's a very good recommendation because it goes so quickly. And that's with, you know, anything that, you know, you're, you want to experience your vacation outside of the lens. So having that photo pass would allow you to do that, to get those photos without even thinking about it. You just scan your magic band and go on your way. So what is photo pass? So the photo pass is, uh, it's all of your, your photos. So my, my suggestion is to take a photo in front of each one of the landmarks. So you have to have that classic family picture in front of Cinderella's castle. That's just the iconic. When you go down main street and get that first glimpse, you'll see, um, the photo pass photographers. They have like a khaki, very glamorous vest on, uh, and a camera and they will take your photos for you and, and they'll scan professional photographers. professional photographers. And then you get the digital downloads of all of those. So you don't have to purchase the photos from them. You could take them to 
whatever place you choose to do so. And you can have them made into canvas or mugs or just post on Facebook. You can Mm -hmm. do whatever. But sometimes they'll have some magical moments to where you'll be on Main Street and they'll say, put out your left hand. And you're like, why am I putting out my left hand? And then when you get your photos back, it looks like you're holding a Mickey balloon. So mm-hmm. just some like fun little things like that. But um, whether you do the photo pass or not, I my biggest suggestion is to get those classic photos in front of the Spaceship Earth, in front of the Tree of Life, in front of Tower of Terror, whatever the, whatever giant icon that you want make sure to capture those moments because that's what you're going to want to look back on is those those photos when you book your trip photo pass costs at this time about what uh if you get it advanced it's uh, 169 and then if you get it in the park and that can change yeah Uh, if you get it in the park it's about 200 so you can save money by getting it ahead of time so it's a one-time fee, and it sounds like a lot of money, but when you are tallying up your entire Disney trip, you're like, oh, what's well, another photo pass? So you throw it on there. <laughs> but you, when you wear your magic band and you are walking down Main Street and you don't have to get your phone out. I mean, I, I always have my phone because I'm the one who's navigating the mm-hmm. app to get monitor fast passes and all that stuff. But I'm the one who always takes all the pictures. I'm not in most yeah. of our pictures. This this way I get professional grade pictures taken of me with my family and they go somewhere that I don't even have to think of until like day three or four of getting back from my vacation when I've recovered and then I get to go back and I get to see all these photos I don't even remember taking some of these photos and also if you're on a ride like for instance the mine train it takes photos of you because it knows you're there and if that creeps you out just don't even ask any more questions because you don't want to know the answers (laughs) but when you're on mine train and you are going around I think that takes three pictures total maybe two or three and those photos just show up in your photo pass and they mm-hmm. they turn them into videos or they'll turn them into you know there'll be like a cute buzz lightyear con- conversation or something that surrounds a photo that you took on the buzz ride or whatever and you know it, it's just a way to categorize all of these photos you're obviously taking photos as well with your phone along the way but those photos are different than the photos you get with PhotoPass. i completely yeah. agree with you to me it is a no-brainer and then the other thing that i would suggest is if you're going so like my parents are coming with us in um the yeah. i would say like well i'm an annual pass holder so i have it now i think is that right is that correct i think i do <laughs> something like that not yeah. sure I'm pretty sure that it comes. I'm not 100 percent sure, but but if you you know if you have people who are uh, sharing, if you're going on a trip with one party, you can as as long as you're there to scan your band, you can kind of consolidate those photos Mm -hmm. and and use it there. The only thing you have to think about though is you know if you don't have somebody whose band is connected to the photo pass on the ride with you, then those don't get put in there. So, but if you're looking to save a little money, or if mom and if like for instance, if my my parents probably wouldn't spring for photo pass, but we'll be able to get the pictures in front of the castle and then download them and share them with them. So it's and the thing is, yeah, go ahead. Even if you want to save that money, so to speak, those photographers will take a picture of you with your camera. So just because you haven't and they do purchased it all day. The app, and they do it all day long. So just hand them your camera, your phone or whatever that may be, and they can get so you can still get those iconic pictures. So, um, you know, like I said, the Tree of Life, the Tower of Terror or Chinese Theater, um, the castle and uh, Spaceship Earth, the big Epcot ball. So make sure to get your photos in front of there. When we went to Artist Point, which is at Wilderness Lodge, is that correct? 
Um, the you dine with Snow White and Grumpy and Dopey <laughs> and the Evil Queen, and they have a PhotoPass photographer there to take pictures of you with the Evil Queen. So that's just like there will be other opportunities that kind of pop up in certain circumstances where you'll be able to use a photo pass photographer. And they're very mindful of that throughout the course. Like, Oh, this is, this is a memory moment. A lot of times if it's something that's a consistent memory moment, they will have a photo photo pass photographer there. Yeah, absolutely. Good recommendation. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so my next one is at Hollywood studios and, uh, Fantasmic is hands down my favorite production. I I note that as well. Um, I'll watch it on YouTube just from my living room, which doesn't have the same effect, but it still gets me better than nothing. It's better than nothing. (laughs) I love it so much. And again, the, the score that's behind it is just, it's so good. Um, But what I don't think a lot of people know, but I think is really, really cool in the first time is the Chinese theater, which used to be the great movie ride that just ended. It's now the new Mickey and Minnie railway. Outside of the Chinese theater are handprints in the concrete of different celebrities. So there's Audrey Hepburn or Bob Hope. There's one of Kermit that's out there, which it's just kind of cool to just walk around. And that's another photo opportunity. I'm a huge Audrey Hepburn fan. So I remember being 16 years old and getting a picture of me with my handprints in Audrey Hepburn's hands. And it made me feel like I was in Hollywood, like the the different sounds and the lights and the the way that they've done Hollywood studios, which was MGM, which is for mm-hmm. a whole nother conversation. Um, but you know, that still has those, it's just something kind of cool to, to check out in front of the Chinese theater. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good recommendation. I didn't know that. I think I've seen stuff that has shows people doing that, but I didn't remember that yeah. that was there. It's, it gets overlooked because it's just, you know, it's not a big attraction or anything, but it's something that's really cool that, um, you know, you might get a couple, if you see somebody that you really like, it's like being in Hollywood. That's the whole, the whole yeah. glitz and glam. Hollywood studio. Hollywood studio, MGM, rest in peace. Um, Animal Kingdom, Kilimanjaro Safari. The most amazing thing that it is the largest property out of the four. Um, it is a real live safari, live animals, not animatronic. It has the trees, it has the grass, it has the rocks from the perspective, Africa, wherever the animals came from, from their, from their environment. And you are on a Jeep and you are literally going on a safari. So you could go, I could, I mean, I've been on this ride countless times and every single time you go it is completely different time because you don't day, know the uh, take, makes a difference personality i mean it is yes it is it is something that is incredibly spectacular and you do not want to miss um try and get an end seat so you can get some really good photos but uh and it's it's a it's not on a track so you can start and stop you know if they're like oh my gosh look over to the left there's you know, a hyena that you want to catch, or we've literally had to stop on a ride before because the zebras were crossing. So like how yeah. many times it'd be like, well, you got giraffes walking right up yeah. to your rhinoceros crossed in front of our, our Jeep. You have an actual driver who's your actual tour guide yeah. who is driving you through the a really amazing, amazing land. What is it? The entire magic kingdom can fit inside of the land that encompasses the safari. Yeah, it's it's 
unbelievable. And there's a smaller vision version, I guess, so to speak, if you um, on the Animal Kingdom Lodge, there's actually a savanna in that resort. So it has the live animals in the savanna area of it. So um, that's kind of fun to get a dinner reservation over there and, you know, look yeah. out over the, the savanna. But uh, the safari is definitely, definitely a must see. One tip I have heard from several different places is if you do get those dinner reservations to have that savanna view of whatever, make sure you don't do it when it's going to be dark outside because it kind of, <laughs> which is something that you don't realize until you're there and you're like, well, crap, like this is the whole reason we're here is to eat and look at the, the giraffes and the animals that are out there. So if, they sure do have, daylight. they do have tours that go out on the savannah as well. We've stayed at the animal kingdom lodge. And at first when we booked, we didn't get a savannah view. And then we got there and we're like, why would we not get a savannah view? Like, this yeah. is ridiculous. If you're going to spend the money to stay at a, a resort like this, why would you not get a savannah view? Yeah. So we upgraded. And even at night, I mean, just like hearing, like you could, you hear the animals, like they're out there at night. So like the trees. Because they're moving. real animals. <laughs> I know. I can't stress it's not it. like, it's okay, like, time to go to bed. Turn them yeah, off. Or, you know, I mean, you think like the jungle cruise, which is mm-hmm. like, okay, oh, there's a hippo. And it's like a, you know, a robot. Um, these are like real animals. So it's, it's really cool. And they have private, um, they have private tours that will take you out there and they have the night vision goggles and stuff like that. So uh, that's a lot of fun. And then my final one, I switched from the magic kingdom fireworks to the festival of fantasy parade because that is special as well. Um, The festival of fantasy, it's a, it goes down main street starts in um, starts over in uh, between Adventureland and Frontierland. Thank you very much. And I know that because I was trying to cross that path in the, <laughs> nope. at the most inopportune time because I needed yeah. to get to Splash Mountain and I could not because I had to watch the whole parade. But I also got to watch the whole parade. So that's it comes yeah. out of there. And I mean, literally, we all of a sudden they roped everything off. We're like, no, we need to get. OK. All right. There it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, that, was, that was the only, that was the only time I've ever seen it. But it was magnificent to be able to see it that close up. Yes. And uh, I won't give any spoilers, but at the very end, there is a magnificent, um, I mean, I guess I can't not give it away. I mean, there's some might say it's a Maleficent. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a fire breathing dragon, but I mean, it's no big deal. Uh, But it's It's just every little thing. It's the whole parade is massive. It's very well choreographed. It's um, the music that goes along with it. Like it's, you could just like feel it when they walk by. So if you want um, to make sure that you get to see specific characters for your littles, but you maybe can convince them that like, this is when you get to see them and they'll be happy about it instead of waiting in line to get every interaction. This is a way to check off a lot of them. Especially yeah, ones I, like the beast still be, is is in it, and you can only see the beast at be our guest for dinner, which is a two credit, very expensive meal. So mm-hmm. you get to see some things at the parade that you're not going to get to see other places. You see in Fantasmic too. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, so that's my five. All right, you want to hear the fams? Yes. So <laughs> I cannot wait to hear Evelyn's. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do hers last. So I'm going to start with my husband who immediately regretted his decisions and I was like I have to go record this you don't get to change so he's probably protesting right now he said he he listed off 
he started listing off all rides. I'm like, doesn't have to be all rides. And he's like, well, but that's why you go to Disney World, isn't it? Well, apparently that's why he goes <laughs> to Disney World. So that's fine. This is his choices. First, he listed off Flight of Passage. So definitely um, agreed on that one. Rise of Resistance. We, like I said, did that in February. It was mind blowing. Totally worth the experience. He added Slinky Dog, and I would second that as far as a, a roller coaster. I think. It's kind of a bold statement because I don't feel like I've really ruminated on this enough to make this kind of a bold statement. But Slinky Dog <laughs> might be my favorite roller coaster on property. Um, I've done all of them, I think. Yes, I've done all of them. And Slinky Dog has the most thrill with the most kind of childish, heartfelt, fun, whimsicalness to it. And the thing that makes it more thrilling to me than maybe a mine train is that you're on a roller coaster that goes like up in the air and you can't on the mine train you're going fast the mine train is fun like we did an after hours in february and my husband and i rode the mine train six times in a row with like basically no waiting in between it was amazing and we were like children and that is why we were there and it was amazing but if you're on slinky dog you're up high and if you're with a little kid which i have been on with my kids that freaks them out and they have grown to love it and they like that thrill. But that initial onset of being on a slinky dog is a little more thrilling than you would kind of expect this. I don't know, 40 foot slinky dog of sorts. Um, so I, I, I kind of agree with him as far as roller coasters go there. So he'd fly to passage, rise of the resistance, slinky dog. He added mine train on it. We love the mine train. It's very fun. And I highly recommend sitting in the back too. If you are mm -hmm. a thrill seeker, there's a huge, huge difference in riding in the back. Mm -hmm. And his last one was this is this is what made me laugh out loud. Akershu's breakfast, which is a princess <laughs> dining, <laughs> is a princess dining experience. But that, friends, oh. is how amazing the food is. And when you're a daddy and you've got two little girls and they oh, are lighting yeah. up when they see the princesses, I thought, well, that just that's speaks really straight. sweet. Yeah. Speaks straight to my heart. We also went. Um, what? So we've done Akershu's both times with our kids. And I've never done lunch or dinner there, but the breakfast is so darn good. Pair yeah. your Akershus breakfast. Either get the 8 a.m. reservation and get to uh, sit down, eat your food, get out of Akershus at 8.50 in the morning and go walk on to Frozen Ever After. We've done that. Uh, or just pair your Frozen Ever After Fast Pass before or after you eat at Akershus because it's literally next door. It is the closest yeah. you could be to Frozen Ever After at any experience so those are his so i thought that was funny so maybe i'll follow up later with what his real top five were but that was off the cuff the yeah 10 year old boy said flight of passage he went he mm -hmm. did not go on it the first year we were there he went on it last year and for the first half of the first time he went on there we told him like take the glasses off and because if you take the glasses the glasses makes it the 3d experience uh you know 3d and we said, just take the glasses off and close your eyes. And if you do it, you're you're going to be on a like a, a motorcycle-like type of thing yeah. for the ride. I said, but you'll just be moving back and forth a little bit. It's not even, it's not jerky. You're not going crazy or whatever. And when you feel comfortable with that, maybe you can open your eyes and take things in. And then when you feel comfortable with that, then you can put your glasses on. Halfway through, he took in the whole experience. And I mean, mm -hmm. he was so wide-eyed and like, you know how like, 
you're on a ride. Like he was like kind of hollering, like, cause it was, it was so overwhelming, <laughs> but in a, in a very excited way, like yeah. it just, it just yeah. consumed him. It did for me too. But when you're 10, it's just a little different. And then he couldn't wait to ride it again and loved rider sw- swap because that meant he got to ride twice in a row. So he said, <laughs> flight of passage. Um, he said, it's a small world, which I thought was what? really sweet. I didn't, yes. but I think I kind of like it because it's Disney. Oh, and that it, is, that is- Classic Disney. It, it, you know, like, it's one of those things that you definitely no. got to do once, and maybe you don't do it yeah. again while you're there. Maybe you do, yeah. if that's up for you. But uh, he said it's a small world. Sci-fi dining theater, oh, he yeah. said, mm-hmm. which uh, we went to last year for a late lunch, and it's really good, like, American-esque kind of food. It's dark inside, which I like for my eyes in the hot sun, mm-hmm. and it's air-conditioned and Here's the kicker and the secret, which my son doesn't know. Since you're sitting in a car, you could put the kids in the front and you and your husband can sit in the back. And it's like the closest thing to a date and alone time you're going to have while you're on your trip. So that was like, if you separate your kids accordingly, you know how to separate your kids. Everybody knows which mm-hmm. combination is disaster and which one is serviceable. You put your kids in the car the way it's supposed to be. And you go in the back and you just sit in some silence for a little bit in the air conditioning and eat really great food. So I think sci-fi mm-hmm. is a great recommendation. Then he said flame tree barbecue. So he must have dug on the so good. Yeah, I, I highly recommend flame tree barbecue for a quick service or even better, turn your snack credits if you're on the dining plan into an actual meal because you can get some like pulled pork french fries there that I couldn't <sighs> finish them for myself for my own meal and it was amazing. Oh, and like an apple cinnamon cupcake that was ridiculous. Maybe that's why I couldn't finish the french fries. Um so he said yeah, Flame Tree Barbecue, and then the last thing he said was Mind Train. He loves the Mind Train. Um, so let's go to the seven-year-old girl. She said Mind Train, which was surprising to me because she kind of was freaked out about the Mind Train. And when we were uh, at Disney the last time, we told her that she could pick any snack that she wanted. She could try any snack. If she would ride it, we would not make her ride it again, ever that she but she had to experience it we wanted her to try it and experience it and we would let her try any snack she picked cotton candy and as her snack and before we went on there she sat down she was sitting on the railing there because I didn't want to force like I wanted her to choose to go on it even if she was scared to embrace being scared and to admit that she was scared but I still wanted her to try it but if if she was like saying no I don't want to go on I wasn't going to put her on it because that would ensure that she would never want to ride it again so she's sitting on the railing and she's like, I just don't know. I'm just really scared. And this uh, mm-hmm. cast member comes up and sits down next to her. She was working the front of Mind Train. And she sits down next to her and she said, what's wrong, honey? And uh, she's like, my, my, my seven-year-old is like, I'm just, I'm just kind of scared. I'm just kind of nervous. And, and the cast member said, well, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. I want you to ride it. I want you to give it a try. But when you get up there, you're going to see a cast member or you're going to see somebody listed his name who's going to come by and check your uh, lap belt. And I want you to tell him that you want him to push the slow button. And when you tell him to push the slow button, he will push it and then it won't be as scary. And her eyes lit up and we walked on that thing and we got in the car and in, in the the rail car there and sat down and she goes, you can ask him. I said, I'll get his attention, but you have to ask him. Mm-hmm. And so I said, sir. And she goes, could you please push the slow button? He's like, you bet I'll push the slow button. He points <laughs> up to the front of the thing where you go out. And he's like, now when that turns green, that means that the slow button is on and I'm doing that for you. And she got off and she loved it. And she was like, I love that. I'm going to, if I go again, I'm probably going to have to tell him to push the slow button again. But, and my son's like, 
man, that's not fair. I didn't want her to push the slow button. That would have been so much fun. It's like, oh. <laughs> like, it's a major victory and a minor defeat. And so I net that as a win. But just a yeah. perfect example of how a cast member, like, just, I mean, I didn't ask anybody for help. I was just sitting there trying to talk her through it and try to encourage her to be brave and be bold. And uh, that cast member made the difference. And now it was the first thing that my seven-year-old listed. I thought that was extremely sweet because that would not have happened if that cast member wouldn't have done that. Uh, then she said Flight of Passage, which she has not done yet, but she's excited to do. I'm uh, mm-hmm. saying when we go in July, hint, hint, please, in July. Um, she also listed Big Thunder, which she also hasn't done, and she's excited to go on. So these are things she's she's really excited to do. She also said Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater in Hollywood Studios, which surprised me. I didn't know that was such a big deal to them. And she said Santa and Hell Inn. So those are the mm. top five for her. So then well, let's get to the three-year-old. My three-year-old daughter, who is a spitfire and has enough personality to fill an entire room her first one, very confidently, Dumbo. Like, without even oh. having to pause. What do you want to do? What do you tell someone? Dumbo. Okay, gotcha. Um, she loves it. We bought her a Dumbo pillow, like, pet type of thing when we went the mm-hmm. first time, and she sleeps with it all the time. And then she said mm-hmm. Flight of Passage. Evelyn, my three-year-old, is a half inch too short, without shoes, uh. to ride Flight of Passage. And I don't know how that's going to work. she still be this July? I don't know. I mean, she could totally grow in that amount of time. So, oh my gosh. Like, I'm not ready for that, but Mm. she's determined. So, Mm. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. I'm sorry if you were listening to this and then you end up being on the same ride that we are when Evelyn (laughs) goes on that for the first time. My apologies in advance. Um, She said Splash Mountain, which she normally says that she does not want to. And I said, Evelyn, are you going to go on Splash Mountain? She goes, well, I think so. And I was like, okay, I'm holding you to that. The next one, the fourth one, uh, the ever popular Triceratops Spin, which is in Animal Kingdom, which is the Dumbo ride in Animal Mm -hmm. Kingdom in the dinosaur area. And they are Triceratops and they spin. So Mm -hmm. I think that's how they came up with that name. And then the last one is she said to eat a Mickey ice cream bar. So, <gasps> collect yourself. End it right there. Oh my! God. That is like the quintessential. Like, because I was going through thinking about like, like what do I remember being a kid? And and that's it. Eating a Mickey ice cream bar. And there's something so special about having that moment on Magic Kingdom on Main Street with the castle in the background. Like you can get a Mickey ice cream from the grocery store, but it just it it doesn't taste the same. And she just hit that right on the head. Like that's a moment, a memory that she's going to remember when she's 29 years old <laughs> doing a Disney podcast. A very because experienced 29 year old. It's yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah. good. So basically what we've gathered here is if you are planning your first Disney world vacation, the number one thing you need to do is get a Mickey ice cream bar, which you oh, can get at 100%. Walmart, but it's way better at Disney world. It's it way better. All right. Well, if you are interested in planning a trip, if you have questions, certainly we all have lots of questions right now as Disney World is still closed. Um, But trips are being booked. Our last episode that we put up last week, we came up with uh, imaginary family of what, four, I guess it was. Uh And we talked about different promotions that are out there right now. If you wanted to travel, if you want to be the first one in Magic Kingdom, if you want to maybe push it off a little bit. Uh, we put together just a conversation of what that looks like, how much it would cost. So it's just kind of a nice way to talk about what's going to happen 
when as opposed to when is it going to happen and uh we invite you to now and travel later yeah exactly planning is is half the fun if not even more in some in Mm -hmm. some cases so connect with erica on facebook erica murphy it's e-r-i-k-a erica murphy magic expeditions or erica at magic expeditions.com you can send her an email if you like and just ask your questions no pressure and uh she's the best and I have mm-hmm. used her, and I many of my friends and family have mm-hmm. used you, and everybody just raves about working with you. So it's uh, something I can easily, highly recommend. Well, thank All you. Right. I appreciate it. And it's my joy working with these families because I get to be just a little piece of that magic. So Yeah, absolutely. I'm very grateful. All right. Well, let's uh, take a break here. We'll be back again soon with the next episode of the Pixie Dust Podcast. Thanks for listening, and uh, see you next time. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.